Welcome to English with Helen. I'm Helen, your English teacher, and in today's lesson we will be speaking with Julie from Belgium on the topic of nursing. You can put yourself in her shoes with my corrections and explanations on grammar, vocabulary, pronunciation and interesting phrases. And of course you can practice your listening skills. In the second part of this podcast, you will receive further explanations from the conversation. Let's get started. Welcome, Julie. Hello. 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 To be contributing to the podcast. Yes, thank you. And we're talking about nursing today. You recently started studying to become a nurse. That's right. Did you start this before COVID or during COVID? So I started in September 2020. So by that point, COVID had been going on for a couple of months. I moved back to Belgium from London. So we were in between the first and the second wave. People might think it's a bit of a strange decision to get into nursing during COVID. What prompted you to do that? So I had been actually thinking about a nursing degree prior to COVID. So in a, in a way... COVID wasn't really what pushed me from a medical point of view, but it did push me towards the degree because like a lot of people, I was put on furlough. So I was at home with no job in a time where you couldn't really go out and meet people. And it just made me wonder if I still liked my job, if it still gave me enough satisfaction. And that's when I decided I'd pursue nursing, but actually the idea probably first came to me about four years ago when my father-in-law was really ill and I spent a lot of time with him in the hospital. Was it that you enjoyed taking care of somebody or you felt that that was something that you were particularly good at? What was it about that experience? It was probably a bit of both. So I was working as a project manager before and I, I was okay at the job, but I never felt like I really enjoyed it. And what I enjoyed most in my job was the contact with the clients and looking after them and making sure that they were happy. And then when I spent a lot of time with my father-in-law in the hospital, I just remembered looking at the nurses and thinking like, oh, this is a job where actually you don't have any sales goals or pressures from companies. I just remember thinking like, this is a job where I can Solely focus on the people. Yes. Changing your life, moving back to Belgium. After how many years were you in London? Eight years. Eight years. Yeah. Was that a difficult decision to make? Yes, it was very difficult. I, I loved living in London. And I think what kept me there was just some of the, the really good friendships that I built over the years. And and I, I, I did enjoy my job a lot, people-wise. So it was difficult, but I think at the same time, this is where COVID kind of gave me another push that I needed to move back because I realized quite early on that it would be a long-term thing and that I wanted to be around my family more. And then it all just kind of like fell into place because I, I moved back. I didn't have a job here. And I thought... Maybe now is the time to start the degree. How long is the degree? It's four years, so it's quite lo a long degree, but it has a lot of internships. The internships are in different areas. 
Yes. So I've done one internship in an elderly home. So that's where we started because you learn a lot about basic care. Again, COVID, it was (laughs) exactly at that time when care homes were being hit hard and not getting the right support. What, What was your experience with that? So I think I was lucky because by the time I started my internship, uh, a lot of the the older people have been vaccinated already. So for them, the, the situation had calmed down a lot. But I could sense that they were all very lonely because they'd realized how long it had been since they'd seen their families. Some of them were really withdrawn and weren't really interacting anymore. It's the side effect of having... Yes restrictions you don't want to be cut off from people you don't know how long you've got left you want to live and see the people that you love yeah exactly because I remember having a conversation with this lady and she also said like we don't really want any of these restrictions that they put in place to protect us but actually she'd much rather have a couple of nice months with her family rather than years of isolation and uncertainty. But by that point, the the situation there had calmed down a little bit already. I had been vaccinated as well, so I wasn't worried about bringing it into the home. So I actually didn't really live through the heated time, I think, in nursing. Did you see, though, people affected by COVID in the nursing home? So actually, my internship there was about six weeks and we didn't have a single infection. Oh, really? Yeah. This was just after the first round of vaccination. So I think at that point, the wave had already passed through the elderly population. Of the internships, which one is the one that you've liked the most so far? Oh, okay. So, so far, I've done the elderly home. I've worked in um, surgery wards in a hospital. That was quite interesting. And now I'm actually doing an internship in home nursing. We do medication, injections, elderly people. We we help them to wash themselves, put on clothes. I like it because there's a sense of independence. And, And maybe that's the downside of it as well, that you're not really working in a team anymore, but there's no one looking over your shoulder. And in the hospital, I found it to be too structured almost. And then then my next internship will be pediatrics. So that will be interesting. We'll do mental health. And I really like this about the degree that they'll take you in a lot of different directions. Is it what you expected it would be? Nursing? Yeah. Hmm. I didn't think the theory behind it would be as broad as we gotten so far we get a lot of anatomy physiology it goes into quite a lot of depth so I feel quite challenged which is good and even though they're not training us to be doctors of course but we are supposed to be able to recognize certain symptoms or what to do in certain acute situations have you had any outside of hospitals have you had to deal with any problem any accident any emergency no not yet and I've uh, not that I've been waiting for it to happen but I I would find it quite exciting I think if say I was on a plane and they'd say like is there a nurse and I could be like yes (laughs) they don't normally say is there a nurse though they say is there a doctor is there a doctor yeah (laughs) true but one of my um, fellow 
students actually had it happen in a supermarket where a man just collapsed and she was able to perform the first aid and then call the ambulance. And- it's cool when someone can do that because when you don't know what to do, it's kind yeah. of scary. Yeah. You must feel now confident. Do you, would you be confident stepping in if there were an incident? I think I'd still be really, really stressed out. But I, I think I'd probably go into a mode of, okay, let's just do this, you know, like an adrenaline mode. I yeah. suppose when you've done it a few times, your confidence builds. Yeah. But I've heard that there are nurses that have never had to do a resuscitation. Like my stepmom is a psychiatric nurse. Then it doesn't really happen a lot that they right. have to resuscitate people. What's the most challenging thing and what's the thing that you like the most? Well, the most challenging thing at the moment for me, it's the the shifting between going to school and then having exams and then doing internships. It, It requires a mind shift every time and it just takes a lot of energy. What I enjoy the most, just the, the contact with the people. And, uh, oh, I've been getting a lot of um, chocolates <laughs> from, <laughs> from My- uh, happy patients. And we see a lot of very lonely people. And you, you can tell that they feel a bit cheered up when we've had a conversation with them. You don't really need to do a lot to just make a bit of a difference. Well, I think you're doing an amazing job. And I think... What's another positive thing about your story is making a change later in life. Yeah, it's never too late to make a change. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. You're welcome. We're going to take a quick break, but make sure you come back for the second half for further explanations. If you'd like to dive deeper into the themes of today's lesson, go to www.englishwithhelen.com where you can access the transcription of this episode along with further explanations and practice and also a short story putting everything you've learned back into a context. Welcome back to the second part where we will look a little further at some language points from the conversation with Julie. The most obvious point to pick up on from this conversation with Julie is past perfect, the past before the past, and past perfect continuous, which is similar. Julie uses them a lot in this conversation. It's really useful and important when you're telling a story in the past And you need to go back a step. If you remember from the third episode, the conversation with Naveen on the topic of Suriname, we spoke about past perfect. Just to recap, the structure of past perfect is had plus the past participle, which is the third form of the verb. So, see, saw, seen seen, eat, ate, eaten, eaten, have, had, 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 hear, heard, heard, heard. The example from the conversation with Naveen was, 
Had you heard about Suriname before we met? We met in the past and before that, had you heard about Suriname? I said I hadn't heard about Suriname before we met. And that's past perfect. The past before the past. Had or hadn't heard. Had or hadn't eaten. Had or hadn't seen. Had or hadn't had. Past perfect continuous is the same but continuous. Something you were doing, continuous, for some time before a time in the past. The structure is had plus been plus gerund, the ing form of the verb. I had been waiting for half an hour when the bus finally arrived. The bus arrived in the past. Before that, I had been waiting for an hour. I had been waiting continuously for an hour. Let's listen to some of Julie's excellent uses of past perfect continuous and past perfect. I started in September 2020. So by that point... COVID had been going on for a couple of months. I started in September 2020. So by that point, COVID had been going on for a couple of months. I started in the past. Before that, COVID had been going on for a couple of months. So I had been actually thinking about a nursing degree prior to COVID. The word order isn't right here. It should be, I had actually been. Actually should go between had and been. So, I had actually been thinking about a nursing degree prior to or before COVID, which started in the past. I had actually been thinking past before the past. Listen to this sentence. Can you count five times Julie uses past perfect or past perfect continuous? By the time I started my internship, uh, a lot of the, the older people have been vaccinated already. So for them, the, the situation had calmed down a lot. But I could sense that they were all very lonely because they'd realized how long it had been since they'd seen their families. By the time I started my internship, a lot of the older people had been vaccinated already. So for them, the situation had calmed down a lot. But I could sense that they were all very lonely because they'd realised how long it had been since they'd seen their families. They'd realised and they'd seen are contractions. They had realised. They'd realised. They had seen. They'd seen. 
Can you notice one more past perfect in the next sentence? This was just after the first uh, round of vaccination. So I think at that point, the wave had already passed through the elderly population. This was just after the first round of vaccinations. So I think at that point, the wave had already passed through the elderly population. The wave had already passed through the elderly population. Furlough. Julie said she was put on furlough. F-U-R-L-O-U-G-H. Furlough. This word was used a lot at the beginning of COVID. It is when an employee of a company is put on leave from their job temporarily. So not working because of some special circumstance, some special reason. In this case, COVID. So she was put on furlough. She was not working. She was at home. Many people were put on furlough during the pandemic. Like a lot of people, I was put on furlough. So I was at home with no job. And I, I, I did enjoy my job a lot, people-wise. This is a great piece of vocabulary. The suffix wise. And I, I, I did enjoy my job a lot, people-wise. You can add it to almost any noun and make a new word, which means in reference to that noun. People-wise, in reference to people. I liked my job people-wise. Health-wise, I do boxing and run. Money-wise, I would like more money. Relationship-wise, I would like a good relationship. Did you notice she said, and I did enjoy my job a lot people-wise? Did is used for emphasis. She could have said, I enjoyed my job a lot people-wise. But she uses, I did enjoy my job a lot people-wise. If you listened to the second episode... With Ira from Russia, we spoke about this use of did for emphasis. That's all for today. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have any questions or comments, you can contact me through my website at www.englishwithhelen.com. See you next time.